When I started birding, I learned as fact that the first field guide was written by a man, Roger Torrey Peterson. Yes, that was a fact, but not a true fact. Peterson's 1934 Field Guide to the Birds was an important publication, but hardly the first field guide. Many books helped people figure out the dead birds that they shot. There was an old saying about identifying birds along the barrel of a shotgun. But the first person to try to start a new culture of birding by enjoying and observing living birds wrote a book about it in 1889, almost half a century before Peterson's Guide came out, and 19 years before he was even born. Yep, Florence Merriam Bailey's seminal work, Birds Through an Opera Glass, was the real first book designed to help Americans identify birds without shooting them. The introduction to Bailey's Birds Through an Opera Glass sounds strangely modern for so long ago. She opens, encouraging people to pay attention to the birds in their own neighborhoods in a way that almost sounds like a challenge to get out there and start your own yard list. Quote, Wherever there are people, there are birds, so it makes comparatively little difference where you live if you are only in earnest about getting acquainted with your feathered neighbors. Even in a Chicago backyard, 57 kinds of birds have been seen in a year, and in a yard in Portland, Connecticut, 91 species have been recorded. 26 kinds are known to nest in the city of Washington, and in the parks and cemeteries of San Francisco in winter, I have found 22 kinds, while 76 are recorded for Prospect Park, Brooklyn, and 142 for Central Park, New York. When going to watch birds provided with opera glass and notebook and dressed in inconspicuous colors, proceed to some good birdie place, the bushy bank of a stream or an old juniper pasture, and sit down in the undergrowth or against a concealing tree trunk with your back to the sun to look and listen in silence. You will be able to trace most songs to their singers by finding which tree the song comes from and then watching for movement as birds are rarely motionless long at a time when singing. Although people could submit documentation regarding seeing rarities back then, usually records were only accepted officially if a specimen was collected, usually by shooting it. Cameras were not part of everyday life in the 1800s, but Florence Marion Bailey already appreciated the advantages of a camera over a gun writing, Photography is coming to hold an important place in nature work as its notes cannot be questioned, and the student who goes afield armed with opera glass and camera will not only add more to our knowledge than he who goes armed with a gun, but will gain for himself a fund of enthusiasm and a lasting store of pleasant memories. It would seem from our vantage point that the late 1800s were a quietly idyllic time, but to be taken seriously as a naturalist or bird student, one had to be willing to take aim and kill the study subjects. 
Florence Merriam Bailey could see a better approach. For more than all the statistics is the sanity and serenity of spirit that comes when we step aside from the turmoil of the world to hold quiet converse with nature. As our longed-for spring migrants start returning in the coming days and weeks, I'll be thinking of this gentle woman so far ahead of her time in envisioning nature study as not merely a stimulating intellectual exercise, but balm for the heart and soul. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.